Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. My name's Greg Tepper, our co-host for the evening. You know him, you love him, you treasure his friendship. He's the man they call Josie, Andrew Watts. Well, thank you, Greg. That was a touching tribute. That's what I was that's what I was going for. Um there's a one question and one question only for you on this June 27th, 2023. And that is, how's your air conditioning working at your house? We are fingers crossed. Um, this, this is going to sound like a brag, but it's not intended to, um, this evening, my lovely wife was like, it's, it's cold in here. And like, I'm not messing with it. Right. Because it is what it is at this point. You just mm-hmm. set it and forget it. And um, the, the, we can cut this part out. Um, I'm sorry, I'm we are caught. Yeah, I know. I know. That was... Uh, yeah, yeah, to be clear, I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not doing any editing on this podcast. I've I've seen the uh, the suggested temperatures that the inside of the house should be, and that mm-hmm. is that is too warm for me. So that's gonna be a no from me. <laughs> that's gonna be a no for me. I do have a coworker, so I'm gonna I'm gonna counter it. I have a coworker who is always cold, and so she keeps her house above those temperatures. So we really cancel each other out there. That's mm, okay. That's yeah, my like, story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, there's balance there. Life's all about balance. Yeah, our AC is 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 doing okay. We um, I have I have issued the edict in in our household, and this is basically the only edict I'm I'm allowed to issue. Is uh-huh. that uh, all ceiling fans have to be on at all times? Oh, like, that's a good edict. Just that's we a- got to have air circulation. We got to have things moving. And what yeah. stinks, and I'm sure this, I'm sure you guys run into this with Party P, is that kids want to go outside, and they're too dumb to know that it's the surface of the sun out, sun outside. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, how do you how do you handle that? You personally, we go out very early. So it's like okay. we are out. We're going to be out and like for for example today. Um, now I went to I went to my office because but my my wife is off for the summer, and she took the boys out into the backyard from like eight until like ten thirty. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's like okay, now we're going to be inside for the rest of the day because uh, as a as as Rob Thomas once said in the hit Santana song Smooth. Well, it's a hot one. Um, <laughs> this is the Ryla Cast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. We do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Josie's still laughing off mic on that. Yes. Um, coming up here in just a little bit, we had a great conversation with Robbie Gay, uh, who went from oldest AC ever to one of the youngest counselors ever in the span of 12 months. Plus, he got married. We'll hear all about Robbie Gay. Uh, and his story coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, we are going to kick it on over to Josie, who has uh, assembled an exceptional segment here to start things off on this year, 50 episode of, of the Rylacast. I don't remember what episode number we're on. I should probably. Yeah, know. sounds good. Sounds 50, like it's 54, 54. You know what? Let's say it confidently. 54. Here's Josie. <laughs> Well, thank you, Greg. I took a uh, page out of your playbook and I perused the Harvard Business Review. Oh, that's the it's, it's basically might as well sponsor this podcast. 
I kind of uh, I rolled the dice and I was like, am I going to pick an article that Greg picked? We'll see. But I've nope. got the big segment. So um, we're g- you luck. can tell how much we communicate before this podcast <laughs> that we're actually on. And you're you're introducing the segment and you're like, I hope Greg didn't choose this. <laughs> You'll never know. Um and the, the title of the article is Managing Anxiety When There's No Room for Error. Um, and I thought this was very... That makes me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the crux of it is that, um, you know, there are some jobs that, that allow for mistakes and like, um, you know, an artist or a woodworker, you can, you can always start over. Yeah. There's, there's a cost there, but like a neurosurgeon, you don't, you don't want them to have an off day, um, you know, or a criminal defense lawyer can't really, can't really have an off day. Um, and I thought this was very good because to me, that's a little black and white, but on a leadership podcast, it may feel like the jobs we're doing, um, there's no room for error. Um, and that, that's just a personal thing. Like I, I was thinking about you and your, and the magazine. Uh, we've had conversations about this too, where uh, if, if there's a mistake in the magazine, that's a result of somebody changing jobs after print. Oh, well, you know, there's, there's a date and time, but if, if there's a, a mistake in the print, um, it's, it's in, it's in literal black and white. So it, it's there already found a couple feeling oh, great. dear there's it's nothing nothing huge it's like a word misspelled but annoying right and then that that's kind of the the somewhat of of um getting getting to the basis basics of anxiety uh you know where we're overthinking um and occurs and overthinking is not problem solving so so this article basically talks about ways that you can um maybe manage that anxiety and, and, and approach it with a different mindset. Um, you know, cause saying things like be careful to someone who's already trying to be careful, just maybe adds to that mental load. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those, one of the things you can do to lower the tension is you can distinguish between big and small mistakes. Cause if you're just thinking about every mistake you could possibly make, that's going to distract you from, from the really big ones. Um, so, so try to, to lighten the mental load, uh, by taking actions that lessen the risk of making, making the bigger mistakes. Um, and so one thing that, that this article identifies that I, I laughed about because Joni and I, um, this is something we say in our everyday life, um, you don't know what you don't know. And that's, that's kind of to say, uh, blind spots that you're not aware of having, or maybe you think you understand something fully, but something happens and it turns out you don't have a good understanding. Um, and this is, these are risks or unknowns, um, from situations that are so unexpected that, that they wouldn't even be considered when you're trying to figure out risks, um, and planning your day. So, so just leave room for, you know, if you take care of the big ones, you can leave some room for, for not knowing what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can adopt risk reducing habits, uh, like making a checklist. I'm not a list guy. I, I married a list person and, uh, and she makes lists for everything. Um, and I've learned that, that lists kind of help you keep track of, I'm a kind of a shoot from the hip kind of guy. And, uh, having a list keeps me centered, um, 
Yeah, mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I know there's people, and and by all means, this is not a. This is a. This is a different structure for different folks type type thing. There's there's no right way to do this. Um, I know people who wake up every day, and the first thing they do is they make a list of all the things they have to do that that day. You know, or mm-hmm. like they they enter, they go to the office, and they show up, and they go blah 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 blah. I only do that when there's like a certain threshold, like there's like a, there's a certain threshold of things I have to accomplish that day. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like if I've got like nine things to do and I am actively afraid I'm going to forget one, I'll do that. But like, mm-hmm. otherwise I feel like a list just stresses me out. Well, and, and so that that's interesting. Cause this, obviously it's not a, um, you know, a, a catch all for everything, but you know, for if, if you're you're like me and and I'm I'm probably somewhere in between. I'm not gonna make a list of everything I'm gonna do for the day, but when I get, you know, a little overwhelmed, it's helpful to have a something I can come back to it and cross off of. Um so that's one of the uh one of the tips they had um for managing your anxiety. Uh play on your strengths um and use your strengths to to kind of mitigate your weaknesses. Um and consider how your your strengths can help you solve specific problems. Um, you know, and one of those strengths may be, um, or if you're having trouble thinking of what kind of a, a unique strength you have is, the the suggestion is to ask, ask yourself, what are you willing to do that 95% of other people are not? Um, which I found that interesting. It's kind of a way to, to think about what you do better um, than others. Mm. And then um, collaborating with others focused on the same issue, which is a helpful tip, but I don't, I don't know about you. There's not really a lot of people um, at, at work. We're all kind of working on our own things. You know, we're all collaborating towards a goal, but that one may be a little bit more difficult to, to find. Um, and then uh, this last one, consider a hobby that allows you to make mistakes. So kind of add balance in your life and and give you a chance to, to make some mistakes like, like gardening. Apparently gardening is a, a low risk, high reward hobby as I've heard. Yeah. I feel like you can always just chalk it up to be like, up like nature. What are you going to do? You know? (laughs) Exactly. How Um, I feel about my lawn sometimes. Like, ah, what are you going to do? Nature. (laughs) Man, one of my neighbors is uh, is big lawn guy, and um, I got bad news for him because he lives next to me. <laughs> that's that's really that's really defeatist, Josie. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate I appreciate you knowing who you are. That that's how I manage my anxiety. I uh, that's there is I. Um, this is where we're going off the rails now. I, I have actively looked into installing artificial turf in our backyard and I'm where we might be at like a year away from that because like we've tried, we're really trying, but like there, there's some things beyond our control that might lead us to having a little bit of AstroTurf back there. Okay. So, uh, one thing we did not plan this, that conversation has been in my household as well. <gasps> But what? I feel like it would be the the heat would be speaking of air conditioning. I feel like that would that would increase the heat back there. From what I understand, and again, hi, welcome to this show about lawns. Uh, from what I understand, there is uh, we've made great strides technologically recently. Okay, okay, 
Well, yeah, that's how you that's how you manage your anxiety right. when there's no room for error. Josie, thank you very much. And thank you to the Harvard Business Review for their continued support of this podcast. <laughs> yes. And, and Alice Boys specifically. Um, we are just we're heading headlong into our interview with Robbie Gay. We had a great conversation with him. Uh, he's got a whole lot going on, like an a shocking amount of things going on. Uh, hear it straight from him. Here's our conversation with Robbie Gay here on the Rallycast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. We continue our series of big name guests here on the Rylacast. Uh, and let's go to the hotline right now. You did pay the bill for the hotline, right? Uh, we're about to find out, Greg. Okay. Well, let's go to the hotline and see if we can connect with one of the breakout stars of Camp Rylo 2023. We think we're joined by Robbie Gay. Robbie, do you read us? I read, Greg. I'm here loud wow. and clear. Good yes. to be here. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking some time out of, uh, let's start here, out of married life. You got married like eight days after camp? I did, in fact, yeah, June 17th. Jeez, okay, so so when you left for camp, you told your, tell me your, your wife's name? Avery. Avery. You told Avery hey, I know that we are going to be experiencing the biggest and most important and wonderful day of our lives here in uh, in two weeks. But uh, I got to go run off and do egg drop with some friends. Is that is that about how the conversation went? That's pretty much how it went. And there was about 30 seconds of being, you know, stressed and upset before she realized that she didn't have to pretend to care about my opinion. And then mm -hmm. it was great. And wedding planning was never better so it was great honestly you're an old pro man you've you've already got this thing as two old married men you have got this thing on lock well done thank you it, it, this this is great just juxtaposition to man I, I thought i was gonna just mow through that word uh yeah. but it tripped me up um so we had crystal crystal johnson epperson who got married and then went to camp and now we've got robbie who went to camp as his mm. final is kind of his like his bachelor party before oh, getting yeah. married. <laughs> it was a good bachelor party. I'm not gonna lie. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my god! I love the idea of a Ryla bachelor party. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, let's get wild. That's right. We're gonna go do some canoeing. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, um, uh, Robbie, let's let's start with this uh, as as we we get into the meat of this conversation. Can you tell us a little bit about your Ryla story and what brings you to this podcast? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it I think it always starts camper year twenty eighteen. Um, I was the camper who day one, day two had not bought in like at all. I was. I was thinking, what is this weird kind of cult-like atmosphere? Why is everyone so supportive? Like almost almost in a fake it until you make it way. Um, it, it almost didn't seem genuine. And so I was kind of jaded about that for a while. And then I kind of had an honest conversation with myself that said, okay, well, I'm stuck here for a week. I might as well make the most of it, right? And... I 
kind of made that switch and then immediately saw the value. And my only regret was that I wasn't that way to begin with um, and didn't, you know, get to experience that for the, for the two days. And so I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I had to come back. Um, I, I kept serving in, in any way possible that I could. Um, came back as an assistant counselor the following year. Then there was some COVID shenanigans, obviously. Um, came back as an assistant counselor again. Um, and then most recently as a counselor this past year, um, which was a great experience. I love the cabin. Um, we say at camp that the cabins where the magic happens. I really believe that. And, and I, you know, I've enjoyed my time in, in all four cabins that I've been uh, a part of and, and really kind of taking a step from being a, like a part of that magic to facilitating that has been, you know, one of the most rewarding um, experiences of my life. That's that's great, and thanks for for setting the scene for everybody there. In terms from your Ryla story, so so what do you do now, Robbie? And what's your everyday life look like? Well, it's a little bit uh, tumultuous. There's an SAT word for you, Greg. Um, right now, Thank I you. just so I graduated college in May. Um, did my bachelor party at Ryla, like we said, and then got married on June seventeenth. And in about a week to 10 days here, I'm moving to Washington, Washington, D.C. Um, to start my first job out of college. And I'll be a consulting analyst at a, at a smaller company up there. But lots of changes going on in my life right now. So I'm looking forward to a routine. Um, but I've, I've kind of loved the, the craziness for the last month or so. Um, but yeah, life has been has been pretty crazy for the last month. Nothing really um, consistent about it, but I'm I'm looking forward to to that beginning soon. So, so then, let me throw you a curveball on a question I just thought of, which is what I I think responsible journalists are supposed to do. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> you you mentioned how crazy and how like wild the the last like five weeks of your life have been. Um, you know, with, with camp and, and, and getting married and now you're about to move across the country and you point to anything, can you point to ways that Ryla helped prepare you for this particular, uh, let's say upheaval in your life? Yeah. yeah and I think you use the key word there, prepare, you know, one of the ones that, kind of steps that I'll, I'll talk about. Um, I mean, ceaseless preparation. I mean, we had most, like I'd say 90% of the wedding completely planned before camp, the move planned before camp, you know, we loaded the, um, shipping pod that's going up to Washington, um, after camp, but before the wedding. So really we just had to have our ducks in a row to, to be able to pull it all off. So that was the first step. But, um, anyone in the Ryla family is, is good at that. They, everyone kind of seems to be good at getting their ducks in a row. And even the campers right when they get there are pretty good at that. It's, uh, it's when things go wrong. It's especially when things go wrong and there's another person involved. Um, and so, you know, I have a pretty laid back, personality in general but you know even times i have to remind myself that you know hey you just got to go with the flow you got to roll with the punches things like that i think um adaptability is a strength that i have i think uh people had to learn that during 
during COVID. And so that's something that I, you know, pride myself with is being, you know, adaptable and, and not just adaptable, but adaptable quickly, you know, um, you things happen and you just have to forget and move on. Um, and so I have a fairly, um, radical approach on that and just, you know, so what, what can I do now? Um, and so you, I kind of have to look through, look at things like that when, when things are so, um, you know, in upheaval, as you said. So adaptability, um, about the elephant in the room is, consulting analyst sounds like you know if on previous uh riley cast guests we've had fake job and not fake job consulting analyst feels like fake job but also something that you have to have adaptability for um so so is that it also sounds like you can't really speak a lot um maybe you had to sign some ndas or something um is that is that a, a direction you were headed um kind of not as a direct result, but after, you know, your mindset of being in a, in a cabin four times, um, and your experiences at camp, is that something that, that you've gravitated towards or how'd you, how'd you end up there? Yeah. So I never thought this was what I was going to be doing even a year ago. Um, and I think being adaptable has kind of, uh, led into that, but also my experience at camp. Um, one of the things that I, have especially worked on um in the past you know five years or so um is kind of like my uh personal skill interpersonal skills with other people like making connections things like that um i had to do that as a resident assistant in college and then obviously um within cabins at at camp um and so um last summer i was a a risk analyst at a bank um and so that was a very or a more less people focused job. Um, and I realized that I actually don't like that very much. Um, I have kind of flipped this into being, you know, one of my strengths is dealing with, with people and solve problems that, that have people involved in them, not just, you know, kind of, I majored in math. So like I'm good at solving abstract math problems and stuff like that. But I've, I've also learned, um, learned people. Um, and so I want to apply that kind of towards my job, but you know, I was, I was even in the recruiting cycle that led to this job, I was looking for, for finance jobs. And then, um, I landed this one and it all just seemed to come together. It was in a city that I wasn't particularly interested in until I decided to throw out a few applications there. And then this was the one that, that got back to me and moved quickly. And, and so things really just came together and I had to, had to just jump on that opportunity. So I, I do want to go back to, to camp for a moment and ask you about specifically your last two camp experiences, which have been, um, I would say unique in the, the grand history of camp. You got the rare double AC year where you got to be, uh, the world's oldest AC. Um, and then like the next year you got to be like the world's youngest counselor. Um, can you in any way sum up how these last two years have been, um, how different they've been, what different experiences they've been? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's a different experience every year at camp, obviously, especially in a cabin, but, um, it, w it was interesting because having been an assistant counselor twice, especially 
at a more mature age, um, you know, I kind of realized that the, that the role of an assistant counselor is, is kind of to be the right hand man of, of the counselor. Um, and so, um, you know, I've been an assistant counselor for, for John Warder and for Travis Craig, and they both have different styles. I have a different leadership style than both of them, but, um, as an assistant counselor, like it was my job to kind of like really just reinforce everything that they were, were teaching and were, and kind of how they were honing the campers and leading the campers. Um, and then I had to do it myself. And that was a, a big transition for me to not necessarily kind of feeding off of somebody else's style and reinforcing it, but like coming into my own and, and formulating my own style, which I say that, and I don't even know what it is. Um, you know, I think, um, I think I did a good job this year, but I, I have no idea like, like what that even is. And I don't even know if, if really anyone does, but, um, kind of ha coming into that myself has been uh, a challenge this year, but it, it's a welcome challenge that I hope to grow at in the future too. Um, real quick before, uh, before we ask you to plug something, um, those are when you were rattling off, you know, Warder and, and Travis Craig and then got paired with Leah. It feels like a really yeah. strong cast of characters you've been with the past couple of years. Um, I yeah, guess I, yeah. I don't really have a, a, a question unless uh, <laughs> unless you want to plug like uh, what was the best part of being paired with Leah this year? Um I, it was definitely her preparation. I talked about that a little bit. And one thing that I didn't prepare for as much as I should have logistically um, was camp. You know, I had I had been a camper and then an assistant twice. And kind of the, the, the shock moment for me was, OK, all the campers have arrived. Let's go outside and do the, the tennis ball name game. Oh, wait, I'm like, I have to do that and facilitate that right now. And it's happening. Um, and so. I was able to lean on on Leah throughout the week um, on just kind of like very logistical steps of, of how camp is run. You know, as an assistant counselor, like, you, you know, everything that's happening, but you don't have that look behind the curtain. And so having that experience there um, was tremendous. And, and, you know, I I owe her a big one for for shepherding me along this past week. But um, yeah, I mean, she's just she's over prepared in every sense. And it came in clutch. That's great. Um, so, so now it comes in the time in every Rylacast interview where we we give you the floor, Robbie, to plug something, book, podcast, moving company, in laws house, anything. Uh, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, a role model of mine. I did have this question in advance, so I kind of had to got to think about it for a little bit. Um, I get in like very into kind of niche subjects, which I think everyone kind of has their own. And so one of mine is ultra running. And am I an ultra runner? No. Do I aspire to be? Not really. Do I even really run occasionally and not fast? Um, but I like to follow ultra running for some reason. So one of the the best ultra running woman, um, her name is Courtney DeWalter. Um, just came in eighth place in Western States, 100 mile ultra run, ultra running race, um, overall. So eighth place overall, she beat tons of men, um, in the race. And, um, 
she broke the the previous women's record by 80 minutes which it's a 100 mile race so i think her final time was somewhere 15 hours something but she beat it by 80 minutes and she's just you know I admire her, her work ethic, obviously, and everything, but, um, and I don't know her, but she seems to be somebody who carries herself, um, very cheerfully all the time. You know, you think about, I think about some other sports greats, like Kobe Bryant notably has the, the killer mentality and everything like that, but she kind of runs and leads with, with grace and, and cheerful attitude. And so that's something that, that I really appreciate and, and, and saw that and was, was happy and encouraged by that. So, so finally, Robbie, before we let you go, because I know yeah, you're you're a busy man. Um, uh, I've been married for um, it'll be eleven years next month. Uh, Josie has been married for five years, correct, Josie? Uh, correct. Five years. Their anniversaries in March. Um, Josie and I know a lot about each other. We do done this podcast for a while. Um, you've been married for fifteen minutes. Uh, I am interested in what kind of marriage advice you can give, not just us, but to the wider world. Okay. Um, I'd say I, I love to laugh. I'm a big fan of, of comedies and stand-up comedy and people tell me that I'm funny. And so I like making other people laugh. Um, I say like, it's not that deep and it, it doesn't have to be that serious all the time. Um, and so I mean, that's my, that's my favorite thing to do with my wife is laugh. And, um, and so do a lot of that, um, be, be as lighthearted as you possibly can. Um, there are times to be serious, obviously, but, um, you know, just, just have fun. Like it, it's meant to be fun. It's supposed to be the, the person that you, you want to spend your life with. So have fun with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Josie, you got any notes yeah. on that? No, no, no notes. Okay. Robbie Gay, uh, the newly betrothed uh, Robbie. Does betrothed mean married or does that mean engaged? I don't know. I've, I said I, I said a word without knowing what it means. Um, We're all nodding in agreement. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Robbie, appreciate your time, my friend. Congratulations again on the nuptials and uh, and and enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that, that. That move out to D.C., man. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is, Robbie Gay, our guest here on this here Rylacast. We appreciate his time. He's got a lot of things going on um, between getting married and going to camp and like moving. I think he would call. I think we we did the interview. I think he was at his 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 mother and father in law's house. Mm-hmm. So like they're just moving around before they 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 do the big move to DC. So. Uh, a lot going on, but uh, but there's nobody I trust to handle that more than Robbie. And graduating college, I feel like, gets swept under the rug in all the things he has oh, going yeah, on. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Uh, remarkable guy there, Robbie Gay, and we appreciate his time. All right, Josie, it's time for me to bring it, bring us home. And I'd like to introduce you to something that I found uh, recently. Um, I want to introduce you to a gentleman by the name of Justin Sua. Justin okay. Sua is uh, he works for the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are a baseball squadron mm-hmm. and play Major League Baseball. And don't tune out. Don't tune out. I know people tune out whenever Tepper starts talking about sports. The Rays like, are good. The Rays are good. Well, the Rays are good too. But like, I promise you, this this is more this this is more Ryla than it is uh, than it is um, 
uh, the, the sports. He is, and this is like a new, like over the past like five years or so thing in baseball. He is their head of mental performance for the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Uh, he, he was he was the head of mental conditioning at the IMG Academy before that. Um, he is he's a, a, a kind of a remarkable guy. And and so his job is to talk to baseball players and specifically kind of what they focus on a lot is for on the batter's perspective, uh, which to if you if you're not a baseball fan, um, if you were to uh, hit 300, you would be like an all star player, right? If you were to hit 300, that mm-hmm. means that you are failing 70 percent of the time. <laughs> so baseball can be a cruel sport <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's his job to work with them on their mental performance. And so he did an interview with this website. It's called the daily dot coach. So the daily coach, but it's the daily dot coach. And he did an interview with them. Um, um, their Q and a series. This is a couple of weeks ago, but I put it in my, in my file of things to tell Josie about. And it's a brief interview. That's really good. The headline is no one, no one else is beating up on you more than you. Um, okay. And he kind of talks through some of the things that he talks with his his players about. Um, specifically, um, people are talking about. Uh, he talks about how he believes confidence is overrated, um, and 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 what he's saying is that like like having confidence is obviously a good thing, but um, you know you if you build your competence, then your confidence will follow. And people who are focused just on building confidence are really just kind of like grabbing at something that's more like um, like nebulous, which I thought was interesting. The other thing he the other thing he talked about is um, he, he 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 has a big emphasis on small victories, um, and he he compares it to like physics of talking about how an object in motion stays in motion, and so if you get this one little win. That's going to get you forward. That's going to move you forward, get you on to bigger wins uh, and things like that. Um, you know, we want results uh, like big sweeping results, but there's a lagging effect in that. Um, and I thought that that was that was really interesting because he said, I'll just quote here from this interview he did. Uh, it's so easy to get down on yourself and identify your deficiencies and weaknesses. But if you pause, confidence comes from doing what you said you were going to do and stacking wins on your own private personal scoreboard. Uh, it's important to say I'm winning as well. And there's power that comes mm. with that. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so I, I dug a little deeper. The, the interview is worth your time. It's a, kind of a brief read on, on the daily.coach with Justin Sua, the head of mental performance uh, with the Tampa Bay race. But what I also found is that he's got his own podcast. Okay. Uh, and it's called the increase your impact podcast, increase your impact. And he puts out a little episode. It's like a three two two to four minute little vignette every weekday uh hmm. every weekday he just throws a little something up and it's like here's here's three here's a little little burst and i've been listening to it uh and i i think it's really good i think it's it kind of helps center you um and they i like to start my day with it on my drive to work so the podcast is called uh increase your impact with justin sua um, it's, it's Justin. And then it's S U apostrophe a, uh, is his last name. So, uh, I wanted to plug that because I found that to be particularly interesting. And it's, uh, I think it's, um, you, you're talking a little bit about anxiety. Here's a guy who has to deal with, with 
players who are being paid millions of dollars to fight through their own anxiety. Um, hmm. And and it's a, it's an interesting podcast, an interesting read. So uh, I would encourage everybody to go listen to that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, like, I think almost every Major League Baseball player now has a uh, a like somebody who works like a, a mental performance coach or something, mm-hmm. like that, which makes sense. And I, w- I would imagine that, like, I don't know if, like, the Cowboys have one, but, like, you have to imagine they at least have, like, a mental health professional, like, on staff. Right. And I, and I, I, I would I would bet that that a lot of individual players may have an individual mental mm-hmm. health performance coach mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that that. That baseball note, you know, if I can just continue the trend of of getting off topic. Um, I watched a lot of college World Series baseball over mm-hmm. the past couple days. Mm-hmm. And uh, your note about uh, batting 300 um, uh, reminded me there was a, a player last night for LSU and they flashed up uh, when a particular player who batted ahead of him in the order was on base versus that batter's uh, batting average with him not on base and when it was not on base that batter's batting average was like 250 which very good right Mm -hmm. still very good with that person on base his batting average was 690 um and so i just go ahead and surround yourself with people you want to be around oh i like that that's very good also probably a statistical anomaly but that's okay i love that (laughs) right i love that uh okay that's going to do it for us. Uh, we do appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. We hope you'll visit our website, Rila5810.org. All sorts of good stuff uh, on there. Um, and yeah, I, I hope you will tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, please rate and subscribe. Yeah, we, we haven't been pushing this hard. Please rate and subscribe this podcast. Like if you if you are listening to this podcast and you like it, go give it five stars and like leave a comment. Like be like, hey, uh, Josie sounds great. Something like that. Uh, we we will read those aff- affirmations. Uh, it'll help us in a big way. Um, but most importantly, please tell a friend about the Rylacast. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the Rylacast is Josie. Well, and before I get to the antiquated way of Ooh. telling a friend about a Rylacast, that uh, the post game episode, big big um, big reactions, positive oh, yeah. reactions from our fans. Multiple uh, fans were letting people me love know us. The people love us. Uh, the people love Crystal, so yeah. let's be real. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's summertime. It's baseball season. So go ahead and um, if you can't get out to the ballpark, uh, buy you some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. And um, the Cracker Jack box has a gift, you know. So yes. so typically it's like a little trinket. Um, you know, you've probably seen them at camp over the past couple of years. But um, make assemble your own Cracker Jack box and in it, put a little uh, a note, maybe like a message in a bottle to listen to the Rila cast. And then if you or your friends or, or children are having like a lemonade stand outside, um, sell that peanut and Cracker Jack box, maybe with a little baseball theme, maybe the natural uh, theme music going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you can spread the word uh, and tell people to listen to the Rila cast antiquated way because you're incorporating you know, some, some American well, Cracker Jacks time. Too. Yeah. Cracker Jacks. Very if, if you old. think about it, as we just close this episode of meandering with more meandering, it does feel like someone from Cracker Jack corporate got inside baseball and they were like, how do we get our name in the most famous song <laughs> in this sports history? Right. 
here here's one here's one better do you know who makes cracker jacks who's the person behind cracker jack i'm literally looking this up right now yeah i don't I mean don't, i don't know either cracker but, jack it's molasses flavored caramel corn popcorn if you're interested oh wow wow you know who owns it now hmm frito-lay uh big chips big chip big chip and they're owned by pepsi big cola mm. it's all corporate <laughs> it's all corporate anyway thanks for listening to the rila cast josie thanks for your courage thanks greg talk to you guys next time on the rila cast <laughs> <laughs>